You are listening to the Morning Breath Podcast. Please enjoy today's show, hosted by a pastor on staff here at East Coast Christian Center. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Morning Breath. We are so glad to have you. And as the beat drops, man, we are excited to be with you this morning. I'm Chris. I'm filling in for our beloved host, Pastor Dan Stahlbaum, today. And I'm joined with a dear friend, fellow pastor, and just great man of God right across the desk from me, helping me do the program today. Good morning, David Gammon. How are you, sir? Good morning. I am excited. I can't wait to jump into this. It's going to be really cool, really cool. We got 1 Samuel 28. It's going to be fun. It's good times, man. And uh, thank you, Nick Clementson, for helping run the show over there behind the board. How are you today, sir? I'm doing well. All right. You sound very alive and awake this morning. Yeah. I wasn't about 30 minutes ago, but something happened. Holy I guess ghost. I was just, I smelled the coffee that was made this morning yep. and that caffeine just, it Man, worked for me. I wish I could do it like that just by <laughs> smelling it. No, mine has to go internally. Yeah. But. Amen. And then Amen. quickly external. Yes. Yeah. Come right out. Well, that's, that's very true. That is another blessing. <laughs> <and> caffeine. <benefit. laughs> that's why they call it go juice. Yeah. Yeah. That's to go after you, you drink. do. <laughs> well, hey, uh, we're going to move and elevate to uh, greater topics now, but hey, we're having fun this morning. So glad to have you. And we're at whatever time of day it is, uh, it is called morning breath, but we believe the word of God breathes life into us morning, noon, and night. And that's why we do this program. Uh, we take one chapter of the Bible, we read it at night, read it in the morning. We don't prepare a sermon, which is a little hard for guys like David and I. We like to prepare and like to research. Um, but we really just say, God, what stuck out to me? We, we typically follow that SOAP model, you know, see the scripture, make an observation, apply and pray over it. And uh, we've done First Samuel 28. We're excited to do that with you. And David's going to let you know a little bit about East Coast because that's why we're here. We're here to build a life-giving church at last. Lots of stuff happening at East Coast. Dude, we got a ton of stuff for you guys to check out. We want you guys to come back to church. Man, a lady stopped me in the gym the other day. I was like, I want to come back to church so bad. I'm like, do it. Wear a mask. Don't wear a mask. Doesn't matter. Come on. You're going to be welcome. You're going to be welcomed. We got a bunch of stuff that we got a leadership growth track that's happening every Thursday of this month. And it's helped develop you as a leader. Not only that, we also have something uh, called the Global Leadership Summit. It is like what it sounds like. It is a leadership conference that will be yep. digitally held at East Coast Christian Center August 5th through 6th. It does. It, there is a cost to it. Go to our events page on our website. That's eccc.us. Check that out. And then we have ECCU starting this fall semester coming up. Check that out. Get Everything you need for all of this is in our app and on our website. So go get the app. East Coast Christian Center, put it in your mobile app provider, or just go to the website, that's eccc.us. It'll take care of every bit of what what you need to know to get you plugged in. Absolutely. So. And that app's such a great place. I mean, if you have any questions on like, what's the next step I could take? Or what's a small group I can join? Or what's happening at the church? Like go to that app. And if you simply are not finding what you're looking for, give us a call. We'd love to talk to you. It's 321-452-1060. That could be for a morning breath guide. That could be for anything you want to hear. We love doing community with you guys. Come and, on. Yep. Going to be good. So, hey, you want to get in this chapter, man? I do want to get into this chapter. <laughs> Let's get into this. We're in 1 Samuel 28. We're nearing the end of this book, and we've had a, a great time studying together in this chapter this month. But uh, I'm going to defer to you, Pastor David Gammon. Um, maybe read through verse 13, and then I'll take the back half. That sounds good. I'm actually reading the ESV. That's the 
last translation I used, actually, cool. I, I ribbed a workout partner of mine um, on Instagram, and <laughs> I saw the, that. <laughs> the, the translation that wounded him the most was ESV, so that's why I'm reading from it today. Just, Nothing deeper theological. <laughs> <laughs> that's hilarious. I'm reading New King James because Pastor Dan always uses that, yes. and I feel like it's almost like a guaranteed you got to hear some New King James translation on Morning Breath, so I'll get you started as you read from 1 Samuel 28 in your English Standard Version. David Gamma, would you read, sir? In those days, the Philistines gathered their forces to war to fight against Israel. And Achish said to David, understand that you and your men are to go out with me in the army. David said to Achish, very well, you shall know what your servant can do. And Achish said to David, very well, I will make my, I will make you my bodyguard for life. Now Samuel had died and all Israel had mourned for him and buried him in Ramah, his own city. And Saul had put to the medium had put the mediums and the necromancers out of the land. The Philistines assembled and came and encamped at Shunem. And Saul gathered all Israel. They encamped at Gilboa. When Saul saw the army of the Philistines, he was afraid, and his heart trembled greatly. And when Saul inquired of the Lord, the Lord did not answer him, either by dreams or by Urim or by prophets. Then Saul said to his servants, Seek out for me a woman who is a medium, that I may go to her and inquire of her. And, her, and his servants said to him, Behold, there is a medium at Endor. So Saul disguised himself and put on other garments and went. He went and two men, he went and two men with him. Uh, he and two men went with him. And he came, and then, well, I'm messing up people. And they came to the women by night and said, divine, divine for me by a spirit and bring up for me whomever I shall name to you. The woman said to him, surely, you know what Saul has done, how he has cut off the mediums and the necromancers from the land. Why then are you laying a trap for my life (laughs) to bring about death? But Saul swore to her by the Lord, as the Lord lives, no punishment shall come upon you for this thing. Then the woman said, Whom shall I bring up for you? He said, Bring up Samuel for me. When the woman saw Samuel, she cried out with a loud voice. And the woman said to Saul, Why have you deceived me? You are Saul. And the king said to her, Do not be afraid. Why do you, why do you, what do you see? And the woman said to Saul, I see God coming up out of the earth. That's where mine stops. And I'll take over in verse 14. And so he said to her, what is this form? And she said, an old man is coming up and he is covered with a mantle. And Saul perceived that it was Samuel and he stooped with his face to the ground and bowed down. Now Samuel said to Saul, why have you disturbed me by bringing me up? And Saul answered, I am deeply distressed for the Philistines have made war against me and God has departed from me and does not answer me anymore, neither by prophets nor by dreams. Therefore, I have called you that you may reveal to me what I should do. Then Samuel said, so why do you ask me, seeing the Lord has departed from you and has become your enemy? And the Lord has done for himself as he spoke by me, for the Lord has torn the kingdom out of your hand and given it to your neighbor, David. Because you did not obey the voice of the Lord, nor execute his fierce wrath upon Amalek. Therefore, the Lord has done this thing to you this day. Moreover, the Lord will also deliver Israel with you into the hand of the Philistines. And tomorrow, you and your sons will be with me. The Lord will also deliver the army of Israel into the hands of the Philistines. Immediately, Saul fell full length on the ground and was dreadfully afraid because of the words of Samuel. And there was no strength in him for he had eaten no food all day or all night. And the woman came to Saul and saw that he was severely troubled and said to him, Look, your maidservant has obeyed your voice. I have put my life in my hands and have heeded the words that you have spoken to me. Now, therefore, please 
Heed also the voice of your maidservant, and let me set a piece of bread before you, and eat, that you may have strength when you go on your way. But he refused and said, I will not eat. So his servants, together with the woman, urged him, and he heeded their voice. Then he arose from the ground and sat on the bed. Now the woman had a fatted calf in the house, and she hastened and killed it. And she took flour and kneaded it and baked unleavened bread from it. And so she brought it before Saul and his servants, and they ate. Then they rose and went away that night. Ah, man. So, yeah, um, lots of stuff happening in here. Wild. Uh, it, it just reminds me of Chris Hill came here one time and he goes, do you read your Bible? <laughs> it's not boring. It's fascinating. You know, and you you see things like this in Scripture and like, wow. I mean, I feel sounds like a movie. You have a witch in Endor and you have all this stuff happening. And, um, you know, it is intriguing to see the story of history and how God moves in the lives of broken leaders like Saul. And we've been studying his broken leadership and we get to see more of that. Uh, things not to do when you're the guy in charge. Right. Um, but, hey, let's talk a little bit about what stuck out to us in this chapter today. I want to kick it over to you, David. What really uh, stuck out to you as you were studying and checking this chapter out? Man, when I when I read for, through this the first time, uh, I kind of have some like preloaded things with this because there's some kind of really spiritually controversial stuff that yeah. takes place in here and interpreting what happens with this median and who is this that comes about out of, like it says, it says it's a God, small g, all right? And then it's a old man, and then it's declared to be Samuel. And this really kind of goes against some stuff that we see in the New Testament, where Jesus would lay out the picture of going to Abraham's bosom and Lazarus and crying out, saying to his servant, he could not cross the chasm, right, in, in the New Testament reference taught by Jesus. So how is this Old Testament um, character able to do this. And now I did actually, it's against, it's against what we do to really do like research and stuff. We don't like to do that. We don't like to prepare messages, but I actually did. Um, I used U version to read the text, but then I used my blue letter Bible to go look at the original Aramaic Hebrew Greek, uh, trade, um, scriptures for this. And it does say Samuel when it says Samuel, I heard a long time ago that it didn't say it, but it comes down to this is that when it comes to how you need to solve problems in your life. All right. Saul or yeah, Saul was just reaching for any answer that he could take. Yeah. And when you reach for any answer you can take, you stand so much higher of a chance of believing someone is something that they're not. Mm. That's good, man. All right. And I believe that's what's taking place here. When you're hurting and you're gone through a breakup or financial despair and all of a sudden someone starts giving you the advice that you want to hear, you then will put a validation on them so that you feel comfortable to receive the information mm. as, as more valid. And that is not how we operate as Christians. I love that you brought that up because, um, <laughs> you know, it really touches on faith. And Saul had faith issues. He had trust issues, right? Faith is really just trusting God. And Saul had major trust issues. God told him, utterly destroy the Amalekites. Don't spare anything. Yep. Well, I don't trust God that you're as smart as I am, the, the guy in charge of this whole nation. Um, I actually trust my own understanding. That's why we have verses like Proverbs 3, 5, and 6, which I'm going to quote again because we have to keep reminding ourselves, trust in the Lord with all your heart. Don't mm -hmm. 
Lean on your own understanding. Come on. In all your ways, acknowledge him. Not mediums, not men, not popular opinion, not just any desperate answer that because you want to have some certainty and you're not certain and you, you don't like the gap that's not being filled by your lack of trust. Um, but trust in the Lord. Don't, don't lean on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him. He will direct your path. Even if it's not right away, trust him. Even if in, you're in the waiting, trust him. He's not hiding f- information from you. He might hiding it, be hiding it for you. But man, he is leading you into a trust exercise. And and I really, you see again, Saul has no trust for God. Um, you know, he has no trust for anything and he's desperate. And I love that you shared that because here's the thing for me I have found, and I don't remember where I heard this, but it is is so powerful. The opposite of faith isn't doubt. The opposite of faith is certainty. He wanted he was uncomfortable with the uncertainty of how to approach this Philistine army that was gathered against him. And he, he said, I just need some semblance of certainty, even if I got to go to the dark arts and to the occult to get it. Wow. And yeah, so good. And we have to be careful that we don't get into that place where we're like, I can't trust God until I have an answer. And I'm going to go to a fortune cookie. I'm going to go to my horoscope. I'm going to go to whatever. You know, I'm just going to scroll through my Instagram and see if I get an inspirational quote that could give me a sign. Or I'm going to flip some pages of this like <clears> – <throat> We can't be doing that. That is that is a way that we open ourselves up, like you said, David, to deception. I mean, who knows if this was even really Samuel or just a dark spirit emulating him? I don't even know what's going on here fully. I'm not I'm not a master in the occult, and I'm glad I'm not. I would rather study the truth um, and not the counterfeit. But it's just it's 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 perfectly what you said, man. We have to stop being so desperate for answers from anyone and everyone. And and certainty is a drug. Yeah. And and if you go to the beginning of this. Um, <clears throat> Achish, which is the Philistinian uh, leader, who yeah. now David is over <laughs> in that camp. What does he say? You can tell certainty is a weapon of the enemy because he'll say to David, "And you will be my bodyguard for life." Like that's that. I mean, you, you will permanently be that. But our faith walk with Jesus, nothing's permanent besides His love. Yeah, you know, nothing's permanent besides his goodness. Yeah, and we need to be okay for that. And that's why one of the pictures that we're given as believers, as followers and disciples of Jesus Christ, and Paul illustrates this in the beginning of all of his epistles. Unless he wrote Hebrews, then he did a bad job of it. Um, mm-hmm. Is he says bond servant, bond servant, which means I willfully choose to unquestionably follow you. Yeah, I willfully choose. Yes, and that doesn't mean certainty. That's right. It means I forfeit certainty. That's right. Come what you know? may. Yep. Like I forfeit that. And and here you see Saul, we put our certainty in like I love how you said it in the wrong things. There's two things that are like you put certainty to release for pleasure, either in pills and alcohol and certain websites, just trying to keep this family friendly. You might because you yep. need that dopamine surge to relax you to to do whatever. You you've bitten into the lie that you need it from those resources. Yeah. You're choosing the the mini skirt to get the man instead of God's plan to get the man. Okay. All right. There we go. Like <laughs> and you can't do that and say, Well guys, you know, you're walking around like you got lats, but you don't have lats. Invisible lat syndrome. Invisible lat syndrome. <laughs> it looks like you got two invisible watermelons underneath your arms. You acting like a big boy. You ain't a big boy. Why? Because that's your plan. All right. God's plan. When we do this, we'll have us laying flat flat on our face. Also, mm-hmm. it's not super. You know, there's a lot of things similar, but it has us. I can tell you right now, the most underrated thing we are doing in our faith walk is prayer. Come on, prayer is so powerful. Yeah, prayer is absolute prayer. If he would have went. 
if we would have went to the high priest and got on his face and said, "You, you, I, I'm just, you just tell God I'm repenting from every choice I've ever made." Yeah, and and. I, I am only going to move where he tells me to move. And yep. if it's to the grave, then I move to the grave with my heavenly father. Yes. I promise you God would have spun right around and said, guess what? Philistines are in a lot of trouble. Yep. You know, but, you know, he's he was trusting. He was miniskirt Saul. Yeah. You know? Yeah. He was trying to control. He was trying to be certain. He was, again, not being dependent on the Lord. Um, and even if he had known the mercy of the Lord, the steadfast love Oof. of the Lord endures forever. That God is actually quick to quick to uh, forgive, slow to anger, man. I, imagine what He could have done. Imagine how this could have been different. You know. Come on. Um, I I just I'm so thankful that you're bringing this stuff out. And um, I had something I was going to say, but just literally left my brain. But I, I had this also this thought uh, at the beginning of this chapter. This is wild to me. David is basically from Israel. Is told you're going to be king of Israel. Now is with living with the enemy. Right with the Philistines, the people who want to wipe Israel out of the map, mm-hmm. living with them covertly, like almost like a spy, <laughs> because Saul has tried to kill him a hundred times and shishkebab and end his life and take you know mm-hmm. make sure he doesn't become king, and now he is being captain of like the chief you know you're like my, you're my CIA you're my Jack Bauer you're like my chief bodyguard right you know I don't know what's happening here it, it makes me think what's going on in David and you know I don't know what's going on in Saul there's a lot of brokenness but what's going on in David. You know, where's he at? And I think this could speak to us too in our journey. What happens when you know God has a plan for your life? You've even had a, a word and a confirmation over that, but your situations look nothing like it. It looks Preach. totally different. Preach. Man, I think we can all relate. Like, hey, I'm going to be 42 in a few months, and I thought I'd be in a different place in some respects than by now. But you know what? What am I going to do? Am I going to trust God? Am I going to be faithful where I'm at? Even if yeah. I'm in the Philistine army, the chief bodyguard of the enemy camp, you know, I have to wonder to myself, they're, they're saying, look, Look, we're about to go and attack Israel. Like David's thinking, oh no, that's my people. Yeah. And, and you know, I wonder what he's thinking. He was in a conundrum. He was. He was in a tough spot. He was in a tough spot. <laughs> like that was not and and I love that you're saying that. And um man, I tell you, I, I know this, man. Chris, you walk in you have you have radically changed so many people's lives with just your ministry that you've done over the last decades, last couple of decades. And the the amount you've accomplished at forty two years old is in in the kingdom of heaven's eyes, uh, is amazing. I, I would not change you for anything in my life. Like you Thank have you, been my worship leader since the day I have been saved. Love you, like, brother. Literally. To God be the glory. Amen. I used to lie to people, not willfully lie to people, but then I did willfully lie to them when I was a construction worker. <laughs> and the Chris Tomlin would be on Z eighty eight because his name was Chris too. They would say, Who's that? Like I was the worship leader of my church. <laughs> <laughs> I was in I was in Philistines camp at that point. Like, and, uh, that's a very but, kind comparison. That's hilarious. You know, that's something though. It's like like that's something. And, you know, Moses would write in Genesis, he would write 26 times. He would write something very redundant. And he would say, Lord God, he would say, Lord God, the Lord God, Lord God. And his expression was Yahweh Elohim. And it doesn't make sense. It would be as if my child, David, would come up to me and say, um, or, or I'll use Avery for simplicity of the text. Uh, if Avery came in and said, Father, Dad, Father, Dad. Father, Dad, and that's what Moses is writing in, in, in Genesis. And I think what this here is that <clears throat> you see Yahweh is sacred and holy. As a matter of fact, you weren't even allowed to say it. Like mm-hmm. it was precious. It was it was a name that meant so much to you. It was so personal and so beautiful that y- it was so intimate. Mm. But Elohim 
is the word we see used in the very first sentence of the Bible, and it's it's it is the it is the star breathing Almighty God, yeah. and He is saying the intimate star breathing creating God, and you see two sides of that right now as David is in the enemy camp, holding on to the Yahweh and just saying, if my God who I love so much doesn't do something, yeah. I'm in a bad situation. Yeah. And you see, you see. Saul has lost scope of Elohim, and yes. so he's turned to something else. Yep. And it's like in our walk with in our faith walk, we have to understand that Yahweh Elohim comes to one name, and that name is Jesus. Mm. He is the intimate, close friend who is also the Almighty and All Powerful King of Kings. Yeah. And there is no situation and no enemy army that needs to lay us out. I love that you share that. You know what you just made me think of, David, is Saul has a throne, a kingdom, power, wealth. Mm -hmm. He's the most bankrupt person on the planet in this moment. Come on. David has no throne, no crown, no family, no friends. He's literally living as a, as a liar in the enemy's camp. Like he's yep. having to like kind of hide covertly among the Philistines. Doesn't have a shred of anything to his name, mm -hmm. but he has the wealth of the world because he has a connection to God. Saul has none. David mm -hmm. has everything. It's like, you know, we sing it here at church. If I have you, I have it all. Take the Come world, on. but give me Jesus. And David is living in the blessed life. And I think he, he could see that. His connection and relationship to God, which again, underscores what you mentioned, our prayer life, our connection to the Father. You know, your surroundings don't define your, mm -hmm. your situation or your success. David was in awful surroundings. Yes. And, but yet he was a successful king of Israel, even if he wasn't standing in that office yet. You mm -hmm. look at Joseph in Genesis 39. Come on. And Joseph's surroundings were disgusting. He had been betrayed by his own brothers and left for dead. And he is now naked on a slave trading block. Mm -hmm. When they would auction for slaves, they took your clothes off to see what your, your athletic and physique prowess looked like so they would know this guy athletic and he could work hard. And so Joseph has literally got nothing, no family, no clothing. And in Genesis 39, 2, it says, and the Lord was with Joseph and Joseph was very successful. <laughs> and you look at that and you're like, what? Because he was, the Lord was with Joseph. And that's what humility and a divine connection with Jesus can do for us is we can be very successful even if the exterior trappings and definitions of success are not with us currently. That stuff will come, but soul prosperity and spiritual prosperity, be connected to Jesus and fellowship with him brings the blessings that we we hope to see that our surroundings actually can change. And I'm not preaching a prosperity gospel in the negative sense right now, but I do believe that, like you said, Elohim, Yahweh, Father, Papa, he loves mm. his children. Come he on. loves to provide for you. He loves Come not on. only to give you what you need, but also the things you desire because Psalm, Psalms 34, 7 says, as we delight ourselves in the Lord, he gives us the desires of our heart. He wants to satisfy your mouth with good things. Jesus, John 10, 10, wants to give you abundant life on the inside that makes its way to the outside so that other people can back in the fruitfulness of your life. And so David is on his way to that. But in the midst of the darkness of what he is in, he has got an interior spirit and soul prosperity because he's connected to God in the midst of this dark situation. And that's that's real life right there. Dude, when you get going, I forget what I'm going to say sometimes. <laughs> I feel like I'm man crushing on you in this oh, episode. Brother, it's awkward. The feeling we'll, is mutual, We'll man. take a break. We'll take a break and then we'll come back. We'll compose ourselves. And I think I got a closing thought. Awesome. Possibly. I'm looking forward to it. We'll be right back. You are listening to the Morning Breath Podcast from East Coast Christian Center. We will be back shortly after we thank our sponsors.
At East Coast Christian Center, we are building a life-giving church that lasts. We are one church in many locations with campuses in Merritt Island, Vieira, Coco, and an online campus that you can attend from anywhere. Here at East Coast, we value each generation and work hard to ensure that no matter what age or stage of life you're in, there's a place for you in our family. You weren't meant to do life alone, so come and find your church home with us. You can plan your visit or get more information online at eccc.us. Need a fence professionally done the first time? Hercules and Atlas Fence, owned and operated by Mike Green, has been certified since 1960. No job is too big or too small. Hercules and Atlas Fence, 321-258-9853. Find them online at ineedafence.com. The New Thing Youth Church is a generation of students destined to change the world through God's power and love. If you're between 7th and 12th grade, join us every week for fun, relationships, and the Word of God. The New Thing Youth Church meets at the Parkway Worship Center every Tuesday night at 7 p.m. and Sunday night at Vieira High School at 6 p.m. Check out our TNT Youth Church app for more details. For over 30 years, Cabron Air Conditioning has proudly served the Space Coast area. Honest, professional, and reliable. Whether it's repairs, maintenance, or it's time to upgrade your old system, Cabron Air will take care of it. Their phone number is 321-784-0127. That's 321-784-0127. Or find them online at cabron.com. Customer satisfaction is their top priority. The world desperately needs strong, faithful, and equipped believers ready for battle right now. ECCU provides high-quality instruction at a fraction of the cost of other Christian universities. At ECCU, you will learn who you are, whose you are, and know how to practically exercise the tools God gave you. We offer associates, bachelors, masters, and doctoral programs in theology and Christian ministry. Our number is 321-452-1060. That's 321-452-1060. Extension 102. Find more information at eccuequipped.com. At East Coast Christian Academy, our mission is to create a space where children will thrive, and we believe they grow best in a safe, clean, Christ-centered environment. We're passionate about showing the love of Jesus to children in our community and helping them become everything God has called them to be. At East Coast Christian Academy, we are all about family. We work hard to foster a culture and environment of positive attitudes and teamwork. And we provide flexible schedule options for team members who have their own busy family lives. Do you have experience in early childhood educational environments in the heart for the next generation? If so, we have room on the team for you. Find out more about joining our academy team online at eccc.us slash academy or call us at 321 453 Kids. That's 321-453-5437. Welcome back to the Morning Breath Podcast. Lean in as the pastors finish the show with their final thoughts. All right, guys, we are back in this. Um, super excited. If you're just jumping in now on the radio, go, you know what, go, go and get the app, go listen to the podcast version. Um, you, this way you can hear it all straight through. Chris and I had some fun there at the end, <laughs> just encouraging each other. But, um, listen, at the end of this, the King of Israel, if you are the 
I don't care the poorest country in the world. If you are the king, you're at least still kind of well off and doing and doing oh, yeah. doing good, right? The end of this chapter. This is what this is what putting your faith in the wrong stuff. This is what um, committing your life to your own means. All of this started when Saul heard the young girls scream. David killed um, Saul's killed thousands. David's mm. killed ten thousands. Sent him spiraling with bitterness. With yeah, comparison, with pride, you know what? Um, and now he's laying on the floor for all the wrong reasons, being fed by a witch. Wow! And now I, don't, I I'm grateful for the kindness of this woman at this point in time in history. That, yep. is, that is incredible. But the truth is, you are not meant to be fed by the depravity of this world. Mm. And that's what happens when we allow ourselves to operate in the processes and the means of this world. All right. That fatted calf and that unleavened bread he had back in his kingdom as well. And he had yeah. the best of it. And he could have had it with his friends and he could have had it with his family. He could have been walking in victory with, with God. David. Yep, with David. Setting up the successor. You know, and, you know, I, I'm hoping at the end of this is kind of some weird Star Wars thing where Anakin's in the picture and Saul's in the picture. And we're all in that end <laughs> picture. But here on earth, he was actually laid out. Why? Mm. Because of all of this stuff. So let's get that stuff out of our lives, guys. And let's Amen. eat from the table that God has prepared for us. Good word, brother. Thank Thank you so much, David. We hope you enjoyed today's episode of the Morning Breath podcast. If you did, we would love for you to give it a thumbs up and share it with a friend. To follow along with our daily chapter list and for quick access to East Coast podcasts, events, and more, download the East Coast app. It's the best way to stay connected with everything East Coast. We would also love for you to join our online community. Just search for East Coast Christian Center on Facebook and Instagram. Thanks again for listening to the Morning Breath Podcast.